Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, some interesting uh, stuff going on. We just had um, a film festival conclude here. Actually, it's concluding today here in Omaha, um, <clears throat> where they had uh, a whole bunch of different films from uh, a range of genres. Uh, was held at uh, the Exarban Cinema in Omaha, and one of the uh, films that was presented uh, was a documentary um, about Doctor Who, and uh, specifically it was about the uh, gentleman that wrote the story for the 1996 Doctor Who, American Doctor Who movie. Uh, starring um, Paul McGann, and um, even Paul McGann um, uh, was in it as well. And it was kind of about, um, so so this movie that came out in 1996, uh, it was intended to sort of restart or jumpstart a new uh series of Doctor Who. And that series was going to take place in the United States. It was going to be a, a Doctor Who, a U.S. version of Doctor Who. And at this time, there was no Doctor Who, new Doctor Who coming on anywhere. So this was going to kind of reboot the series and bring it to America. And the guy that uh, wrote it, uh, the movie was produced uh, and it was put out and the diehard Doctor Who fans uh, railed against it. Uh, it was, oh my God. It, yeah, it was horrible. Uh, one of the guys, um, I think he was a producer, uh, that went to a doctor who convention, um, and he was physically assaulted, um, uh, because of it. So, and mostly because there was a kissing scene, doctor who kissed some woman. And that yeah. was like so there, so there were, yeah, there were actually, there was that and there was one other piece. So it was um, upsetting. <laughs> it was terribly upsetting. So the one thing that was upsetting was the fact that they made, so instead of Dr. Who being an alien from Gallifrey, oh, that's right. it was now an alien that was half Gallifrey and half human. <laughs> and uh, so they have one and a half hearts. Yes. I yeah, guess. Exactly. And, um, the other thing that was a problem was that he had a companion that he kissed uh, in the movie. And that really drove people but insane. What's really important, was he attacked by Americans or attacked by... Well, it was an American conference, so it was Americans. It was about the American outrage to 
the American version. It wasn't of just, I mean, the British were outraged too. So, yeah, I don't know that they were as much. Well, Americans um, always go over the top, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, so this guy <laughs> has sort of been a pariah in the Doctor Who community for the last 20 some years. Eight years. Yeah. Wow. Or right. And so um, his partner in this documentary, uh, Vanessa, and I apologize if I got her name wrong, but it's Yuli, Y-U-I-L-L-E. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And and the gentleman uh, that wrote the, the Doctor Who um, eighth uh, Doctor show movie, uh, Matthew Jacobs is, is his name. And so they both um, sort of co-directed um, the the show, but it was about Matthew Jacobs. And so she said, well, what if we schedule you to appear um, at a Doctor Who convention? And, like, and let's see, you know, what happens. And um, there's, there's more to the story as well in that his father um, actually yeah, okay. appeared in a Doctor Who episode. And uh, when he was 10 years old, he got to go to the set and watch his father be on Doctor Who and, and play in the scene. And at the time, uh, he was about 10 years old. And not too long before this, uh, his mother had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. uh, his father uh, was bipolar. And at this point, because of the mother's suicide, he was even more manic than normal. So the, he, as a, as a child, was going through quite a rough, rough family life uh, at the time. And that kind of also informed his feelings about Doctor Who, you know, being associated with that. While he, he loved the series... Um, and actually wrote the um, the movie for the Eighth Doctor. Uh, there's uh, a certain amount of, I think, um, what do you what do you call that um, baggage uh, that came with with, and so it was kind of all about that. And um, it was about good. him going there and and meeting with the fans and listening to some of the fans and what their concerns were and and. Uh, it was actually, uh, it was uh, beautifully directed. Uh, it was a very heartwarming show and uh, uh, very emotional at points as well. And uh, uh, really very good. And uh, so I, I, I'm hopeful we're, we're talking to the, uh, the directors and uh, the, um, uh, the writer uh, Matthew Jacobs about possibly coming on a future show here so we can talk to them about the, the show, but it was really good. And, uh, you know, as part of that, uh, we worked with our friend uh, Josh Cato took his TARDIS there and set it up in the, the lobby of the Exarban cinema. And, uh, we dressed up. So that guy there wearing the Dalek hat, um, he's the writer, Matthew Jacobs, and he's meeting with, um, one of the, uh, many Doctor Who Uber fans that he met at, at the con. Um, a lot of and, con pictures, a lot of yeah. pictures from uh, Gallifrey One, which is one of the biggest Doctor Who, con actually probably the biggest Doctor Who convention in the United States. Yeah. 
so it was really, really a good show. Uh, very, very good. Heartwarming. Uh, it actually gets released on March 28th. Um, you can actually um, purchase the, uh, you can get in the pre-release queue and uh, sign up for it now on iTunes or Apple TV. And if you do that now, you can get it. They've got a, uh, like a slash fire sale or something going on. So you can actually buy it for like $6.99, which you know, uh, is pretty dang reasonable, I think. So, um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, the, uh, the event was pretty well attended. We saw lots of folks coming in and out and, uh, lots of different shows, uh, playing there. It was kind of fun because, uh, I found out one of my coworkers, uh, from my office, uh, is actually also helping out at Exarban Cinema, uh, in the, uh, in the computer room there where they, you know, queue up all the movies for uh, uh, screening at the in the different theaters. So um, I got to go back into the little fishbowl area where they have all the equipment and get the the, the big tour of the uh, the facility. It's it's uh, it's pretty impressive. So that was kind of fun. Uh, Linda, did you have anything to add to? Uh, Just to it? Uh, it was it reminded me a lot of the uh, Star Trek conventions where people are like they you know. Uh, changed my life. There were a lot of uh, people Stories who were kind of in the documentary you're talking about. Yeah, people who were kind of outcasts and uh, you know didn't have you know typical sci-fi. You know, they glom onto a certain sci-fi series or a certain uh, genre of sci-fi and find their place. And uh, a lot of stories like that that remind me of the the Star Trek stories. Right. And they they kind of came to the interesting conclusion that the the kissing scene um, is what uh, was the major uh, uh, impact to Doctor Who fans. And they said, you know, at the time, um, if you were a nerd, you were an outcast. Right. And uh, right. You didn't get you didn't get dates with girls. You know, you like Doctor Who. You liked uh you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you were a nerd and, you know, you were beat up and, a you know, of course. Um, subject of ridicule kind of a thing. And so, so many of the nerds um, identified personally with the, the character of the doctor who also didn't have a girlfriend. He was, you know, a, a super smart, uber smart guy. Um, he had very few friends, a companion or two at most. And it was a very platonic relationship if there were women involved. And um, when he does usually have a pretty uh, woman, yes, friend, right? Much, so it doesn't, but yes. but but platonic relationship always but, with the doctor. Well, and of um, so they the the kissing scene destroyed that, and then that that doctor was no longer personally identifiable to these nerds. Um, in 1996 that we're going through this. And so for many of them, that was just, uh, you know, uh, an anathema. And um, they couldn't uh, identify him because he he had kissed a girl. Right, right, right. So, yeah, it was quite the quite the ordeal for a lot of them, I guess. And that that kind of comes out uh, during the show, but um, has a very good, very happy ending. So um, highly recommend uh, watching that when it comes out. Um, and uh, so I think that uh, that about sums up uh, 
the Omaha Film Festival. We did also meet with the guy uh, was kind of uh, sponsored by um, uh, the guy that runs the uh, Omaha Comic-Con um, that's taking place uh, this summer. I think it's in June. Uh, so that's coming up. We're going to try to get him on the show, too, to talk about that and what they've got planned for this year. So that'll be kind of fun. That'll be a fun show. Uh, and then, Seth, I think you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Constellation, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you don't know about uh, Constellation, it's a nice little uh, uh, it's a nice little con out of Lincoln, Nebraska. They hold it in the Cornhusker Hotel. They were off for a couple years because of the pandemic. Uh, last year was their first year back, and it was a little bit rough because it was a little bit rushed. But it was still fun. The same people were there. Uh, this is kind. This is almost like a family convention in my mind because you recognize everyone there. It, it's small enough that if you go to a bunch of panels. You'll get to recognize and get to know a bunch of different people, and Constellation is where you see where you will see them every year. Uh, this year, uh, Constellation <laughs> is April twenty first through the twenty third, uh, so it's coming right up. And the author guest is Max Gladstone. Don't don't know him right off the top of my head, but. Uh, <laughs> And the artist is Diane Elliott Torrens. Uh, and so, even if I don't recognize the name of the artist, I actually like that because then I get to see some something new. What? Mm -hmm. uh, it's how I get exposed to new stuff sometimes. Uh, so a couple really cool things about Constellation is their art show. I mean, most cons will have an art show, but uh, the Constellation one is a little bit smaller and oddly a little bit more fun because uh, the art show will then lead into the auction on Saturday night, which always gets crazy in one weird way or another every year. <laughs> Uh, the Anime Nebraska crew, the people who run that convention, have a very strong presence at uh, Constel Constellation. And every year they try and just kind of like drown the Constellation in donations during the auction. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they come in and they run up bids and end up taking home as much stuff as anyone else. But I think it it like watching the being a part of the process is really fun like lat every year there's something there's a goofy thing that goes on and last year it was getting any item you could up to 69 dollars to be able to bid 69 <laughs> on it <laughs> there were a lot of things that would not have sold for anywhere near that much if it weren't for that gag too funny <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a panel. It's a panel-oriented convention, so they don't have a whole lot of guests. But it's a fun couple days. I've been going since the very first year, uh, where Brandon Sanderson was their guest author, guest of honor. And I, it's a small. It was a small enough convention, and still kind of is that you can get time to actually talk to the guests of honor. That's kind of nice. 
So yeah, the first year there were as many people there as like it's grown, but not a whole lot. And the first year, I fully got to just like sit and talk to Brandon Sanderson for a full half hour. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. That that's one thing about the larger convention sizes that that gets to be kind of, you know, you go there, you see some things, you might buy some things, but when they get to be as big as your comic cons and whatnot, right. um, you gotta you gotta sacrifice some time to either wait in a long line for 30 seconds to a minute of yeah time and money just to stay yeah in the line and then you have to pay somebody. for it <laughs> yeah and, and you're paying in some cases a lot for it and um maybe that's worth it i i you know i've been i've done that myself you know and uh but that does sound pretty cool i do like smaller gatherings where you get more of that one-on-one -on -one, uh time with maybe somebody you know or a fan of or somebody you don't know and to your point seth you can kind of learn something new there mm -hmm. or see things you hadn't you know it's a discovery type uh event at that point yeah a couple of years ago they had delilah s or the year before the pandemic they had delilah s dawson uh, as their author guest of honor and i've read a couple of her books really like her got to meet her and hang out got my books signed didn't have to pay a dime just yeah. gotta and meet I... a cool person mm -hmm. and hang out and hang out at a room party with free beer and free liquor <laughs> yeah it was no, fantastic i loved it <laughs> and what's the cost to get in uh it's like a 30 uh i uh i can actually i got the web page up hold on uh so i think you can still get pre-pricing if i can yeah you can still pre-register and it's not giving me a quick oh here we go uh an adult is 45 dollars for the whole weekend mm. one day passes are 20. <clears throat> nice and it looks like they even have a uh, game rooms or scheduled games for oh, the whole weekend yeah, yeah so... they, they have yeah, they've got a board game room with a board game library. It's not the biggest, but bring your own, and you can always find people to play with. They also have a uh, like a classic game library, a classic video game setup, where they bring in a bunch of old CRT monitors and set up nice. the old video game systems, and people nice. bring in their huge crates of Nintendo Genesis, huh. Super Nintendo games. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like they welcome, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, Munchkin, Dominion, oh, yeah. uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, <laughs> so you could definitely have a good time there, uh, it looks like. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this year I'm 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 trying to get more involved in this con just because I like them. Uh, so I'm going to be running a 3D printing panel. Oh. And I haven't heard back from them yet, but I'm trying to see if they will let me run a paint and take. Mm. Uh, that where, would be, yeah, they should. Yeah, someone just brings a ton of minis, and anyone who wants can sit down, paint a mini, take it with them for free. Mm. Yeah, I would like cool. to see more of that. Did they, um, mm -hmm. do you recall if they did that at, was there one of those at Anime Nebraska at all? I don't remember. I don't know about Anime Nebraskon, but I know I first encountered it at Conquest in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think they yeah. should do more of those. And I would also like to see more panels on, um, uh, not panels, but just 3D printing stuff as well mm -hmm. uh, would be cool to see. So, um, Are you going to be there the whole weekend, Seth? Oh, yeah. Uh, we've uh, We just actually booked a room at the hotel this weekend just because we don't 
like we end up staying basically as late as we can and that means we get home really late so we're just like getting a room this year cool um so um so we've got that coming up uh actually uh this coming weekend uh is uh planet comic-con down in kansas city mm -hmm. oh yeah i uh, would have liked to have gone to that we were talking about it but i'm on call this week so yeah we won't really, be making it um either can't really make that happen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah it was different when we had you know four or five members on the team and it was easy to switch with somebody but now you know with the acquisition it's just me and one other guy mm. so it's that's a good one and it is a lot of a lot a lot of people yeah <laughs> and i i the do want to go back fantastic to What's that, Seth? I do want to go back to Planet Comic Con. That's fine. I, I mean, I love that, but man, there are a lot of people. Well, yeah, and that, that's what I said. It's, it's a contrast between what Seth was just talking about with Constellation and yep. Planet Comic Con. Don't mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. It's great. It, it's yeah. a, if you haven't been, it's a phenomenal experience. Absolutely. Plan, wear comfortable shoes. Going to be on your feet a lot. Bring some cash for sure. It's it's pricey. Uh, but it is a good time, uh, and you get to meet, you know, some of the the biggest uh, stars out there in, in sci-fi and fantasy, if you yeah, will. You know, that's kind of one of the events to get to for sure. Yeah, I know Shatner and Riker mm -hmm. are going to be there. Yeah, um, big names, people. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, they usually also have uh, uh, Ultra Sabers has a, usually a huge booth there where they're selling uh, custom lightsabers. You can go and oof, tell I'll them what you they want. I'll bet they've missed you, Bill. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I probably broke them even right that first night. <laughs> God, but uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, mentioned uh, Ocon, uh, Ocomicon that'll be coming up uh, in June. Um, Linda and I are also looking at. Uh, we're doing Dragon Con in when is that? August or August. September. God, Atlanta in August. What the hell's wrong with us? But, it uh, it's going to be miserable, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll we'll be in the vendors' room most of the time. Although amazingly, they have like Tracks. outdoor costumed parades. A parade. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I think they have ambulances standing by for those succumbing to heat prostration. But yeah, we'll be interesting. Uh, I know a bunch of us are going down there. Linda and I and uh, Benito's going down there. Uh, mm. Our friend Ben's going down there. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, Josh Cato's going. Julie Thomas, who I think, has been on the show before. Um, so it, it should be a fun should be a fun weekend. And that's a lot, a lot, a lot of people also. <laughs> yeah, that is. That makes uh, Planet Comic Con look like a small event. And when is that again? That is in August. August, okay. and uh, they've got they've got the convention space in downtown Atlanta, and the vendors' room. I think Josh said is like four floors. Wow! Just to give you an idea of how massive wow. it is. Yeah. So, uh, I got to start squirreling away some money. <laughs> <laughs> you got that printer? Print yourself some money, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, there's one of the outdoor parades. So it's just and it's street after street after. I mean, we've never been there, but our friend Julie goes all the time and she says it's just nuts. I really want to go to Dragon Con. Maybe I should bring that up with you. You should bring that up with you. This would be a good year to go. We're gonna go Um, and uh, a lot of we're south, we're staying south of the, all the nutsy places. Mm-hmm. We're not in a con hotel because, I mean, con hotel prices were nuts. So we are south in one of the country inns and suites, I think. Yeah, and we got a got a pretty good rate. We can give you the information on that right. after the show. So well, well, we can talk about that at lunch. Anyway. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> good idea. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. And then, of course, you know, Tesla Con in November, I think it is. Yep. So mm-hmm. we'll be coming up too soon before you know it steampunk so, yay yeah a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming up uh, yeah we're back into con season i know it's I so know. exciting and and masks are uh kind of you know with everybody being vaccinated you don't see too many masks anymore so so that's kind of nice uh makes so the... august, august 31st to september 4th is dragon con okay Great. Yeah, it makes the cosplays easier when you don't have to also tie some mask into your outfit. So, mm-hmm. so that should be fun. So, all right. Well, anybody else have anything to add? No. No, it's a nice short episode at following our hour-long episode. <laughs> right. I mean, we could take another half an hour or so to talk about uh, the what exactly the changeling planet would look like. No, 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 no. <laughs> or, or how they survive without eating. Oh, they eat. Oh, stop. Yeah. We're not going there. Yes. <laughs> and the pain. And the pain. the pain. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in uh, to this episode of Galactic Driftwood. If there's a convention coming up that you've heard about that we've missed, uh, please let us know in the comment section down below. And uh, we will uh, certainly check it out. So till then, thank you all. And we will catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now... Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.